Our first scripture lesson today comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43, beginning at verse 1. Listen now for the word of God. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, I pray now that you would pour your Holy Spirit through me, that these words might truly become your living word to your people. And I pray that you would open up each of our hearts and minds that we might receive that word exactly in the place that we need to hear it. We pray this in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. It seems like we were just celebrating the birth of Jesus, and yet here he is already 12 years old. Kids sure do grow up fast these days. At the age of 12, a Jewish male was on the cusp of adulthood, standing on the border between becoming a man and still being a boy. And when he became a man, he was responsible for his own faith and commitment to the law. And this almost adult Jesus 
travels with his parents, Mary and Joseph, as they make the 80-mile trek from Nazareth in the north down to Jerusalem in the south for the annual Passover festival. Now, if you recall, Passover was the Jewish holiday where they celebrated their freedom from Egypt as they remembered the time that they had become witnesses to the God whose business is salvation. Now, at the end of the festival, the Holy Family began their long journey back towards Nazareth. And at the end of the first day of travel, Mary and Joseph were taking a head count, and to their utter surprise and dismay, they came up one head short. Jesus was missing. Now, I'm sure every parent here can imagine the feeling of terror that must have shot through their hearts when they realized that their eldest child was lost. Now, before we start thinking that they're just irresponsible parents, you have to realize that these kinds of journeys were generally made in large caravans. There would have been plenty of other family members and relatives, friends, and neighbors traveling with them. Surely, Mary and Joseph thought that Jesus was just somewhere out in that crowd, probably hanging out with all the other boys his age. And maybe they had their hands full with all of Jesus' younger siblings. And you know, sometimes the women and the children would set off first on these kinds of journeys, and the men would, would start a few hours later and catch up with them at some point throughout the day. And with Jesus hovering between childhood and adulthood, perhaps Mary and Joseph each thought that Jesus was with the other group. Regardless, when they stopped for the night and gathered their family together, Jesus was nowhere to be found. So Mary and Joseph go rushing back to Jerusalem and start frantically searching for Jesus as Mary tried her best not to think about all the terrible things that might have happened to him. After all, this was the big city, and the Roman soldiers were always about. And Jesus was their special boy. The one the angel had told them would would one day sit on the throne of David and of his kingdom there would be no end. How could this have happened? I mean, Jesus had just been with them, hadn't he? How could they have lost him so quickly? Perhaps, like me, you've also had this experience with Jesus. After all, it was just three weeks ago that Christmas was here and we were celebrating the incredible news that God has come to be among us as we sang about peace on earth and divine mercy towards sinners. The spirit of Christmas was all around us. It was such a time of of hope and possibilities, wasn't it? And after all, anything is possible when God is with us. And so we return to our homes and our jobs filled with this great hope. But then life happened. Disappointment struck and accidents occurred. Loneliness and grief broke our hearts once again. The cancer still grew in our loved ones still died. Another wave of COVID swept through, filling up our hospitals and shutting down many of our activities. 
We began searching everywhere for Jesus, at home, at work, at school, but, but he was nowhere to be found. And so that great hope that had been born into our lives at Christmas began to fade. Where could the Savior have gone, this God who was supposed to be with us? Weren't we just singing joy to the world, the Lord has come? How could we have lost him so quickly? You know, there's no way around the fact that at many times in our lives, it seems as if Jesus has gone AWOL, absent without official leave. And it's often at the times when we feel like we need him most that he seems nowhere to be found. Now, we know that Jesus is always supposed to be there with us, right? I mean, after all, he promised us, didn't he? Remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. But it doesn't always feel that way, does it? And when we go searching for Jesus and cannot find him, when Jesus is not where we expect him to be, doing what we expect him to do, like Mary, well, we tend to become a little upset. And after they had searched all over Jerusalem for three days, Mary and Joseph did finally find Jesus in church of all places, about the last place you'd expect a 12-year-old boy to be hanging out voluntarily. And yet there he was, chatting away with all the pastors, amazing them with his understanding and his answers. And after that brief moment of relief that all parents know so well, Mary's anger kicks in. And she says to Jesus, why have you treated us this way? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. In other words, why aren't you where you're supposed to be, Jesus, doing what you're supposed to do? Why aren't you fulfilling all of our expectations for you? But just like we do, Mary and Joseph still had a lot to learn about this special boy of theirs. And after Mary scolded him, Jesus responded as he so often does with a few questions of his own. Now, I always figured that this is when Jesus invented that bumper sticker. If you feel far away from God, guess who moved? I mean, after all, Jesus wasn't the one who left town. But Luke didn't record that for some reason. Instead, Jesus says mysteriously, Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? Or as the text could also be translated, Didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? Of course, what Passover had just reminded everyone was that his father's business is salvation. And Jesus will let nothing distract him from his mission to save us, not even our expectations for him. This is always a bit confusing for us because we tend to associate salvation with comfort and security, health and happiness. Some even equate it with prosperity and success. But that's not the kind of Savior Jesus came to be. 
And so when Jesus seems to go missing in our lives, we're usually pretty quick to go searching for some other source of salvation that better meets our expectations. But the truth is, we have terribly misunderstood the gospel. If we think that by following Jesus, somehow we will be exempt from all of the normal experiences of life. No, the good news of the gospel is that in Jesus Christ, God has come anxiously searching for us. Not so that we can have an easy, pain-free life, but in order to bring us back home to the Father's house where we belong. Where we can become who we were created to be and become a part of his mission to save this world that he was just dying to love. And until we get that straight, we will continue to be disappointed by Jesus especially when we lose him. Of course, the promise of the gospel is that Jesus can never truly be lost to us. It only feels that way sometimes. But our sense of Christ's presence in our lives is not equivalent to the reality of his presence. God cannot be reduced to our experience of him. Remember, even Jesus experienced absence and silence from the Father on the cross. But if the resurrection teaches us anything, it is that our experience is a notoriously unreliable indicator of God's presence and saving work in our lives. That's why more often than not, faith is the heroic determination to keep believing despite God's apparent absence. And I don't know about you, but much of the time, I don't feel God's active presence in my life, at least not in the moment. For me, it often seems as if Jesus is nowhere to be found, especially on a Friday when I'm trying to write a sermon. Does anyone else here know what I'm talking about? Or is this just Kevin party of one? But you know, every time we get upset with Jesus for going AWOL, he just keeps responding with the same question. Didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? You see, Jesus is not some superhero who shows up in the nick of time to save the day. He's not a disaster relief worker who comes to fix all of our problems when we snap our fingers. He doesn't even protect us from accidents or tragedies. No, Jesus Christ is the mission of God in our lives. Salvation is his business, and he conducts it his own way. That means that much of the time, we will not find Jesus in the places that we expect to find him. And when we do encounter him, we will often be astonished that he could be there. Now, Mary may have been surprised to find Jesus after three days in the temple. But surely that was nothing compared to the shock of where she would find him 21 years later after losing him once again on Good Friday. And after Jesus was missing for three days, Mary went searching anxiously for him at the tomb. 
But once again, Jesus was not where she expected him to be. And when the angel said to her, why do you look for the living among the dead? He might as well have said, why are you searching for him? Didn't you know that he had to be about his father's business? Didn't you know that he still must be in his father's house? And for 2,000 years since, Christians have returned again and again to the father's house, to the place of worship, to encounter the risen Savior. For through the prayers and the sacraments, the the hymns and the reading of God's word, Jesus continues to meet us here, often in surprising and unexpected ways. Dietrich Bonhoeffer even said that the, the purpose of preaching is to allow the risen Christ to walk among his people. And when Jesus is walking among us, he is still about his father's business. That's why it's so important for us to be in worship. For this is where Jesus is conducting his business of salvation in our lives, even when we don't experience it. You know, I think it's interesting that after this scene in the temple, we don't hear again from Jesus until he's 30 years old. That's 18 years of silence. But Jesus had not gone missing. No, during that time, the Savior was slowly being formed in Nazareth, quietly growing in wisdom and in years, and in divine and human favor as he prepared to join the family business. And when it seems as if Jesus has gone missing in your life, the truth is that he's not really far from you at all. You've just been blinded by your expectations for him. Rather, the Savior is slowly being formed within you quietly unfolding his gift of salvation in your life, even when it feels like you've lost him. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus will never lose you. Amen.